Do you remember a couple of months ago when here in the Houston area, especially in the Siena area, we received a ton of rain? It just rained for like a whole week straight. Maybe there was a tropical storm involved in that. I'm not sure. I can't even remember. I just remember there was rain, 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 whole week straight, all kinds of rain. And after that, I went out into my lawn to do some yard work, mow the lawn, and I noticed uh, this small little patch of grass right underneath a little pecan tree that we have in our backyard. It's about the, the diameter of a basketball, maybe. And, but the grass right there was, was really brown. It was starting to like, just get thin, look, look kind of gross, dying. I didn't think too much of it, but then like another week later, that little, little tiny spot, it had grown, it had doubled, it had tripled inside, continued to spread out. There's this whole huge patch of just this ugly brown dying grass in my yard, and I had, I had no idea why. I thought, well, man, maybe I like spilled a whole bunch of fertilizer there, or maybe I left the, the black garbage bag there in the middle of the sun, was like beating down on it, it killed it. I had no idea. And then it started to pop up all over the place in my yard. Like all these spots of this is ugly, ugly brown glass. Like it was destroying my attempt to perfectly manicure my lawn and frame my nice house with some lush green grass. And I was angry. Ashley did some online research got on the, the social channels, figured out it was happening to a lot of people in our area. And the culprit, fungus. This was not something that was going to self-correct. It was not something that was going to go away on its own. It needed to be dealt with. So Scott's disease X to the rescue, or at least I hope. And I was reading on the label, this is, uh, this is from the label of this Scott's lawn fungicide. It says, Scott's, it says this, it says, it offers a formula to cover a wide range of problem lawn diseases. It's fast acting and it continues to control those diseases for up to four weeks. Diseases like brown patch, stem rust, stripe rust, red thread, powdery mildew, Pythium, Pythium, I don't know. Southern blight, Tifula blight, pink patch, necrotic ring spot. I love that name, right? Ring of death. That's what was in my lawn, I think. Ring of death. Summer patch, yellow patch, and more. But here's what sold me. You see, Scott's believes in the power of their products, and so they offer the no quibble guarantee. Well, they tell you that as their consumer, if you are not satisfied, then there is a no quibble, no questions asked, no arguments, money back. We'll give you your refund if it didn't work, if you don't like it. Now, Scott's does that because they understand that as consumers, we like guarantees. We like results. And you probably can think of, you know, there's tons of companies and products that do this. You can think of the ones that you have in your own home that you use, that you use because 
They offer a guarantee. We like guarantees. We like results. And so if you're going to purchase product, you're going to put it to use, you want to know that it will work. Do you want results in your life? Do you want results in your heart? Do you want spiritual results? Do you want results in your church and in the church's mission? Do you want to see results there? And what happens when you don't? Second core value that we have at Divine Savior Church is that we take God's truth seriously. And God has delivered his truth into your life through his word. The Bible contains his very own words. He wants to spread it out over your heart, over the landscape of your soul. And it has the power to produce results. In fact, God guarantees it. He guarantees that his word, his divine truth, that it is powerful and that it works. But sometimes it's we who quibble with God's guarantee. Do you know what the meaning of the word quibble is? Like the actual like dictionary definition meaning? I didn't. I didn't know that one from memory. I had to look that one up. But a quibble is a slight objection or criticism in a trivial matter. Now, when it comes to God's word and divine truth and, and, and the power and the promise that God attaches to his word, certainly that is not a trivial matter. It has eternal consequences. But do you sometimes find yourself presenting objections or criticisms to that word of God? To the power that it has? The Apostle Paul, he commended the Thessalonians for their reception of God's word. He said, when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as human word or the word of men, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. The message that the Bible contains, the message of Jesus Christ and everything that he has done for our salvation and our freedom and our forgiveness is no mere human endorsement. And we don't listen to that word because Chuck Norris threatens our manhood if we don't. Or, or because Steph Curry is doing it. Or because Beyonce sings about it. Or Jennifer Aniston uses it. Or because Matthew McConaughey lends his voice over that sweet voice to those car commercials. Oh, 
This is no mere human endorsement. It's not merely the proclamation of a president or a tribal leader or a monarch. This is the very word of God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. It is divine truth. And because it is divine truth, because God guarantees that it works every time and in every place, he says, my word will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish the purposes for which I desire. It works. Guaranteed. Results. Guaranteed. Now, unfortunately, sometimes those results are that this word meets a hard heart. And it is rejected or it is neglected or it is abused because of our own sinful human nature. But God promises it works. Because you have to do something with God's word. You cannot simply ignore it. It is divine truth. And I wonder, could it be sometimes that maybe more often than we give God's word credit, it does actually bring about the very results that we want it to. That it truly works and yet we sell it short sometimes. Sometimes we don't trust in that power that God's word has. Paul declared that God's truth had delivered some beautiful and amazing results among the Christians in Thessalonica. You heard it this morning. It said, Our visit among you was not without failure. Other translations put that, that it was not without results, or that it wasn't a failure, it wasn't without results. It had accomplished purposes. Those Thessalonians, they experienced the power of the gospel. They witnessed it in their own hearts in their own lives, in the lives of their family members. They saw the, the change that Jesus and, and his gospel brings. They became imitators of God's churches. In chapter 1, we heard how about their labor produced by faith and by love. That, that work that their faith produced, that hope, how it inspired their endurance. We heard how they became models to all the people in Macedonia and Achaia that they turned from idols to serve the living and true God. In chapter 3, we're going to hear how they stood firm in the faith, even in the face of intense persecution and suffering. They lived to please the Lord. They demonstrated love for one another. And all of that is amazing and astonishing. That is incredible. Because the human heart, your heart, my heart, the heart of those Thessalonians, the human heart is a lot like my lawn. You see, there is this disease that infects the human heart. 
a disease that wants to spread and it wants to grow and it wants to cover every area of our heart and it wants to cause decay and death. There's a necrotic ring, a circle of death that encircles your heart and ultimately will kill you. It'll drive you away from your God because sin infects each and every one of us. And God, when, when he created humanity, he created it to be this, this beautiful, this, this flourishing landscape of personhood that would reflect his divine glory. He created it to, to flourish with love and kindness and peace and compassion. But it's been destroyed. Under the deluge of Satan's damaging attacks, it has decayed. Evil desires lurk and they work beneath the surface of our heart. And they move us to selfish living. Even though so often we, we want to manicure and we want to project an image to our neighbor and our friends, we know that sin rots away our morality. It brings decay and death. And we even attempt to bring the very filth of our own works before our God. And this will not self-correct. It won't fix itself. There's no amount of, of self-help that we can do, no amount of, of personal deep meditation that's going to affect the change that is necessary. We can turn to no other source for true change in our lives except the very Word of God, this divine truth. And that divine truth that carries the only guarantee that we can look to for. And it is such a good and refreshing truth. You are forgiven. You are healed. You are cleansed and you are cured. And the active ingredient that affects this change, it is the very blood of Christ freely given for you on his cross. Poured out so that you could be clean. It's a powerful truth of his glorious resurrection, vibrant life out of the decay of death because God did not abandon him to that decay. He did not abandon him to the grave and he will not abandon you either. That is the divine truth that we find in God's Word. And so we speak this divine truth with divine power. God's promise is at work. It is for this reason that we take God's truth seriously. And you would think of God's divine truth and the divine power that it has, the guarantee that He's given with it, it is both curative and preventative. As I was reading that label on Scott's Disease X, it talks about two different application rates that you can make. 
The curative rate is the rate that you should use when you already have an existing problem that you need to correct immediately. The preventative rate is the rate that you want to continue to apply so that that problem doesn't return. And your hearts need both too. Think about how disappointed I would be if I went through all of the work to, to put that out on my lawn and I fixed the problem, I got rid of the fungus, got the green back, but then I stepped back and I allowed it to be susceptible to disease and fungus again. Will you be disappointed because you've allowed God's work and, and His divine power to, to work on your heart to, to cure you, but, but then you've allowed that heart to become susceptible to disease decay and, and death again. And we, we need God's word to, to cure us, but we also need to continue to be in that word to prevent further infection so that we continue to grow in our faith and in our activity. Because as we continue to come to that word, it allows us to flourish. And so we take it seriously. We seriously want to gather around it to consume it, to allow it to fill up our hearts and our lives each and every day so that it seeps into every fiber of our being over every part of our life. And when we do that, some amazing things will happen in our life. To be honest, it was for very selfish reasons that I went through the time and the effort to spread that disease X on my grass. I wanted, I wanted my gr grass back. <laughs> it's because I wanted my front yard to, to look good for my neighbors. I wanted, I wanted to take pride in that. But when we take God's truth seriously, it moves us to use it for some very unselfish reasons. It moves us to want to spread that divine truth and, and to use that divine power in the hearts and souls of others. Because we care deeply. Divine truth calls for evangelistic zeal. Paul's words encourage us to boldness as we take God's truth seriously. He said, with the help of our God, we dared to tell you his gospel in the face of strong opposition. And then he continued and he said, for the appeal that we make does not spring from error or impure motives, nor are we trying to trick you. The message that we have, it heals wounds and hurts. It gives comfort and confidence. It's the hope of a bright future because of Jesus. And since we take that seriously, then we want to share that. We want to give that to others. We want their hearts and their lives to be changed. We have not been tricked into believing a lie. It's not an erroneous assumption to 
accept the Word of God as the historical truth that it's presented as. And we want that in others. Dear partners in gospel ministry, you do not stand on a chipped, weak, or broken foundation. You stand on the very Word of God, this divine, powerful truth. And so we use it. We use it to change the hearts and lives of others. Not from impure motives. This, this is not a, a cult so that we can control people's minds and their behaviors and, and their money. Right? No, we are a cohort of people who have been brought together because we all feel the same hurts and pains and we know that there is relief, that there is joy in the gospel. And certainly we want people to be invested and we want them to be involved and we want them to support what we're doing as a ministry with their time and their talents and their treasures. But, but because of the joy that we have in working together with the gospel, not to trick people. There's no hidden agenda in our ministry, in our mission, and we shouldn't create one either. There is no other purpose for sharing Jesus except that Jesus is amazing and he changes your life. And we want you to know that. And so we would take God's truth seriously. Without shame or fear, we will be bold in our witness. We want to change people's life, not with an intense exercise regime or medication or psychology, but with a powerful, active word of God. We take God's truth seriously. And so, brothers and sisters, let us speak as those approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel. But that also means that we're not trying to please men, we're not trying to please people, but God, who tests our hearts. Divine truth also calls for doctrinal purity. And so we will not be ashamed when we discern errors in teaching and biblical teaching because it is divine truth that we are handling and we take it seriously. There's only one opinion that matters and that is the opinion of our God. You and I have been entrusted with this powerful truth and this powerful tool. Let's take it seriously. Let's use it. And how amazing, just truly amazing it is that God has entrusted his gospel, his powerful divine truth into our hands so that we can wield it and we can share it. I waited too long to do anything about my lawn. And so... Even with Scott's no quibble guarantee, I got to be honest, I don't have a lot of hope. <laughs> I think those spots are long dead. Don't wait too long to take God's truth seriously for your own heart. And certainly don't wait too long to take God's truth seriously and proclaim it to the hearts of others. Here at Divine Savior Church, we take God's truth seriously. And all God's people said, Amen.